welcome to a new segment that we're going to be doing. It's Spooky Stories with Josh and Kim. Mm -hmm. And um, this is also the first thing we're going to be actually doing in podcast form as well. We plan on doing that with future content as well. If you've been following the channel, you know we do Haunt Talk, which is Haunted House Reviews. Now that's going to be down the road, more than likely, because you know what it is. Right now we're filming this in, uh, well, you'll it'll be up in December, but it's the last day of November we're filming it, so yeah. it'll be up in there. Um, but we also plan on doing some other episodes that'll be in podcast form as well as video. And if you're listening to this in podcast form, make sure you check out the YouTube page where there's a lot of other videos, like short films and all of that stuff in video form of this that we're talking about now. Yeah. Um, and it'll be a little inconsistent to begin with because this will be the first one, so it's going to take a minute to get everything set up. But eventually everything will start being like uploaded around the same time, though. Um, but yeah, basically, this series is going to be us reading stories. She doesn't know what I'm reading, and I don't know what she's going to read, and then we're just going to have little discussions after it. And we would like, you know, as well, if you're, especially if you're watching this on YouTube, because you can leave comments, you know, what you think, and also let us know if you have any scary stories you would like us to read. Yeah. Um, give us, like, links to them, and then we will kind of pick and choose which one gets the link to get that story. Like, that way we still don't know, because I think it's a little more fun, because it's kind of like having a campfire story and I guess that's kind of the idea is you want it to be like you're sitting around the campfire with us uh, yes. listening to the story join us won't you yes. alright so my first story I don't know the author so if you're watching this or hearing this and it's you let us know my mom thinks that Ted Bundy tried to pick her up when she was younger she made the connection while we were watching a documentary on Bundy, and it mentioned how he picked up some women at Mary Moore Park in Redmond, Washington. She says that she remembers a nice, attractive guy with an arm in a sling approach her and asking if she could help put his kayak onto the roof of the van, which she almost did, but then she got a bad vibe from him and realized that, one, his van was in a really secluded part of the park. And two, why would he be kayaking with his arm in a sling? I believe her because she was just so upset when she made the connection. She said that she could never follow the trial because she found it so disturbing, which may have been from her subconsciously knowing that she had met the man on trial. But yeah, that is, um, that's always been a fear. Uh, I guess it's not, I shouldn't say a fear of mine. I mean, I guess it's just scary to think that you could have, um, had a run-in with someone, you yeah. know, that is, that is a serial killer like that. And, um, it's funny because I have a story that's going to be similar to that as well. Um, but, uh. That basically they could look like anybody. Like yeah. they could be the handsome guy. They could be the creepy dude that's sitting in the corner of the Denny's. You never know. Yeah. I mean, it really could be anyone. And it's just kind of like that the thought that you literally can't trust anyone, like, mm -hmm. especially now with, like, social media and stuff, like, you know, if you're using, for example, I don't know, like, Tinder or something like that to date, like, yeah. you literally don't know anything about this person. You saw a picture in a short bio, and, I mean, you don't know for sure. I mean, there's lots of crazy people out there. You might not think there are, but, you know. Just watch Catfish. Ooh. And, and you're like, well, I don't know if stories <laughs> about that. Yeah, you don't hear stories about it because the people can't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oof. Yeah, it's just, um, it's kind of creepy, I guess. But, uh, I'll let you get into your next story. All right. So this one, I don't know. Um, the only name I got for it was Dave. So Dave, if this is your story, thanks. My family traveled to the south of France 
to stay in a cottage owned by someone my dad worked with. The owners visited occasionally, but that summer it was free, and we had 10 days booked in there. After a long two days on the road, we drove down a steep driveway towards a secluded mill cottage. With the water wheel set static along the stone house. There was a deep cellar with stone stairs down under the wheel next to the house, and a small river circled the place. We went into the house and chose rooms, but being set in a small group of trees, the house was draft and cold from lack of use. We settled in and turned all of the heating on, yet the house remained cold and felt damp. The first night we had set a fire in the living room and listened to a couple of audiobooks before my sister and I went to sleep. My parents stayed up a little longer, then went to bed. Around midnight, my parents both woke up to the exact, at the exact same time, and the door to their bedroom was opening slowly. At first, they thought it was my sister until they saw a large silhouette of a man framed in the doorway. Standing stock still, just looking in their direction as if appraising them. After a short period, the shape turned and started to move as if satisfied and disappeared. They looked at each other, but didn't speak, and both went back to bed. The next morning, the house felt warm and dry, and the sunlight was back through the windows as if something had lifted and accepted them. They spoke the next day and both agreed that although they were skeptics, it could not have been anything other than something supernatural in that doorway, deciding their worth. So, basically the spirit judging them is what they think. Pretty much, yeah. Like, like who are these people? Why are you in my house? Right. And we, then they were like, oh, okay, they're fine, whatever. Right, I guess. And it will be interesting to know if they ever had any other experiences or like... I didn't see anything. It's just so, kind of like a one-time thing. It's I almost like, know. you know what I mean? Like, what's scarier if it was a ghost or if someone just broke into their home? <laughs> like, they're like, oh, yeah, it's definitely a spirit. Like, at some point, I would be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to say it was a ghost because it makes me more comfortable than some yeah, creepy guy out in the, and it's just some creep in the woods. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, Just going to visit me in my cabin, yeah. That's, that's fun. All right, then you got one more for us, right? Yeah, I'll do, um, oh, we'll do this one. I don't have an author for this one. Uh, but this one's kind of a spooky one. My kid's Catholic school is over a hundred years old. There is a basement under the gym that's used for storage. I was subbing once and during recess, one of the kickballs goes down the stairs. A little girl was standing at the top of the stairs yelling, just throw it up to me. I went over and asked who she was talking to. And she replied, that big man down the stairs. I went down and there was nobody down there and it was the only way in. I asked some of the other kids if they had seen the man before and they said yes, but sister told us not to talk to him. I asked them to describe sister and they described a nun and there hadn't been nuns at the school in 40 years. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Huh. It's like, it's like, so how many ghosts? Like, how many ghosts are these children seeing? Like, <laughs> I guess 
has like, a few. Like the first one, you're like, oh, big man just creeping in as a teacher. Like, let me ask some kids. And then they just nonchalantly tell you about the other ghost that told yeah, them not so, to speak you know, to the first ghost. That ghost like, told us not to talk to that ghost. You know, there's like a rivalry. Ghosts all up in there. Like, what? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a hundred-year-old house. What is it with Catholicism and, like, demons and ghosts and stuff? They're just everywhere. It's just <laughs> like, ghost. oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, I guess it's time for me to um, tell my spooky stories now. All right. I have three stories as well. Um, one's really short, and the two other are fairly long, so I'm going to start um, with one of the longer ones. This one was named Hunted on the Appalachian Trail, and it was from Reddit from... It's a username, so P. Turner Ward, I think is how you say it. The scariest night of my entire life was a close encounter with a later confirmed murderer when I was camping with my boyfriend in the mountains, and then it with us running for our lives down the mountain to pitch black clutching knives and a hammer for self-protection. It was the end of 2018, our first getaway together as a couple. We went to the Appalachian Trail in Virginia. We were naive. We thought it would be more romantic to camp out as far off the beaten track as possible. We walked really far into the wilderness and got to a spot where nobody passed us all afternoon. We were making s'mores over the campfire after it just got dark. It was twilight. All of a sudden, my boyfriend, who, was, who has 20-20 vision, saw a man approaching us slowly. He was creeping on us. At first, we thought it was a park ranger coming to tell us to put, our campfire, to put out our campfire. I began to hide the weed thinking this was our biggest concern. My boyfriend called off to him, hey, can I help you? We thought it was weird that he didn't have any kind of light on him. He didn't have a camping bag, nothing for camping. Why was he out here so far with no camping gear at night, with no light? He sped up after my boyfriend called out and came right at him. He had this strange look in his eyes. The look was absent, blank, and weird. He didn't answer my boyfriend. He just kept walking right at him. Red flags going off at this point. When my boyfriend realized it wasn't a park ranger, he quickly put his hand in his pocket where he had, where he had a concealed knife. He made it clear that he had a weapon. It was only after my boyfriend did this that the guy acknowledged us. He said something weird. Oh, I was just wondering if y'all were having a party. Remember, we were miles away from a single soul, and it was beginning to get dark when he began to approach us slowly without a flashlight. He had no camping gear with him, just a tiny drawstring um, bag on his back. After he asked what we were doing, we didn't give him any answers, but asked him what was going on. He didn't answer. We just looked. He just looked past my boyfriend towards the site. It was windy, so we had to put a tarp to shield ourselves. This also meant that the guy approaching couldn't see how many people were at our site. He asked, how many people you got with you? He began to circle the site to check us out. He asked again if we had any other people with us, and my boyfriend didn't answer. He carried, he carried on circling around the camp. Now bear in mind, we had set up our camp on this crazy steep hill. It was only a spot for miles that was possible to put a camp. However, he told us that he was going to set up camp nearby. He proceeded to walk off in the direction straight up the hill. We knew for a fact he couldn't put a campsite up there because of the terrain. Remember, he had no light and no bag and camping gear, nothing. So was he gonna go camping? We were silent. We listened to his footsteps on the leaves as he walked up the hill in the direction completely off the path. He walked for about 30 seconds, and then his footsteps stopped, footstep stopped completely. He was just still, silent. We knew he was still there, but we couldn't see him. It was dark. At this point, I was freaking out. I didn't want to seem like a pussy in front of my boyfriend. We had talked about whether we needed to leave. My boyfriend handed me a knife and said if anything happens to him, I should run. 
At this point, I knew it wasn't just me freaking out unnecessarily. He said we needed to get out of there and just grab essential items. I was scared that he was about to shoot us dead. Later on, when I told my boyfriend this, he said no, this is the type of guy who would probably prefer to stab his victims to death. We began to walk, run, down the, tra down the trail in the pitch black with, with our lights off for at least a mile. My boyfriend looked back to see him staring at us at one point. He ran behind me to protect me. This experience stuck with me. I still can't think of rational or non-menacing reason why that guy was out there at night. I've tried. Now this was at the end of 2018. But my boyfriend, now he's my husband, and I were remembering it last night. I decided to type in Google if there had been any murders at the same place at the same time. There was. A few months after our incident on the same trail, an unhinged man with crazy eyes approached some hitchhikers at twilight as it was getting dark. He behaved in a deranged and aggressive manner before stabbing a man to death with a 17-inch knife. A woman he was with ran for her life down the trail. Finally, she raised her hands in surrender and, began to, and he began to stab her. Somehow, she managed to get away. The killer carried on wandering the trail and shouted out to other campers to give him a flashlight. They didn't thank, they didn't thank goodness. All of these details are the same as the guy who approached us. Same age, same deranged eyes, same lack of flashlight, same time to approach us, same look, same place. The more, I, the more articles I read, the more I realized this psychopath had been roaming the trails harassing hikers for a while. A few different people had reported him, not just us. Apparently this erratic and violent psychopath was well known to law enforcement along the Appalachian Trail. His name is James Sovereign Jordan. We got lucky. It could have been us. And then she also provides an actual link. Um, to the article about this murderer. So. <laughs> That's why I don't like going camping. Yeah. That. Well, especially not out in, like, I mean, these people went, like, out in the middle. Like, I'm okay if I camp at a campsite. I mean, I, I did a lot when I was a kid. But, um, I mean, these people just found a place in the woods. Like, <sighs> that is really freaky. And then they just think, thought about it, and they looked it up. And they're like, oh, yeah, that guy was totally trying to kill us. <laughs> like, 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 I mean, he didn't. I mean, how weird. Like, oh, mm -mm, no God. thanks. Like, yeah. Um, the next two I have are a lot shorter. I'm going to read one that is very short, and this is probably one of my favorite that I've found so far. It's only like a so far. It's only like a paragraph long. Um, all it's named was something terrifi terrifying was hidden in plain sight, um, and the person from Reddit was Flaming Timber. This uh, this couple had a tree in their backyard, and it started to smell and ooze. They had arborists come and look at the tree, but no one could figure out what was wrong. The couple decided to have the tree removed. When the branches started coming down, a body fell out. A homeless woman was sleeping in the tree and died. Her body had been decomposing for years. Uh. And I read, and I didn't conclude this, but I, I um, read some of the comments and like, the person I guess like put this basically watched as they were taking the tree down and I guess when the body fell out, it kind of made a splash. Uh. Just imagine your tree smells bad, and I'm assuming it's one, it doesn't really say well, but I'm assuming it's one of, like, big billowing branches and, like, leaves you couldn't right. see up there. And there's just this substance that's just running down your tree that smells like rot. Right. <laughs> that's just so gross. Oh, man. <laughs> the tree was oozing. Oh, man. Oh, man. What kind of tree is that? Oh, it's a corpse tree. Oh, yeah, it's the corpse tree. That's how I'm pretty sure that's a metal band. All right. <laughs> and I have one last one. Um... This one is uh, pretty creepy as well. Also not paranormal. None of mine are really um, paranormal this time, but this one is creepy. 
He named it Horrifying Quarantine Experience. I assume it was uh, recent. Um, R. Grace Sauce is the, is, this, is the Reddit that posted this. I was upstairs in my room one night, playing video games with the volume really loud, when I thought I heard a noise coming from downstairs. I muted the TV and listened closer. Nothing. I resumed playing the game for another hour when I heard it again, only louder. I was sure I heard it this time, and it was a little freaked out. To assure myself, I went downstairs to the basement where I thought I heard the noise coming from. As soon as I opened the basement door, I was hit with a cold breeze. I went downstairs and saw the windows wide open. I was 100% sure I had closed and locked the windows in the house. I was ready to make a run for it when something stopped me. I turned around and for the first time noticed the closet door it was slightly cracked open. I stood for what seemed like 30 minutes in front of that door, debating whether I should open it. I moved closer and put my hand on the doorknob. All of a sudden, I heard a creepy cackle coming from the inside of the closet. I've never run faster up a flight of stairs before. I locked the door and called the cops, who had an unusually fast response time. They came in and searched the house, and not even five minutes into the search, I heard a gunshot from downstairs. A few minutes later, they came out with a deranged-looking man, probably homeless. They put him in the back of the car and told me they, had, they opened that closet door, and the man was holding a gun and shot at them but missed. He luckily missed, and the cops disarmed him and arrested him. The scariest part was how close I was to opening that door and likely being murdered. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're just annoying, man. Like, if that guy wouldn't have just, like, done his little deranged cackle. Uh. It's like, well, that's kind of, it's kind of unnerving. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've never had anyone, um, you know, break into my house and hide in my, hide in my closet before. So I, I imagine that. Just yeah. the fact that he was in there for a while, because they had heard the noise and... Yeah, because he heard it a couple times, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the guy was just, just hiding in the closet, just, I mean, he was just probably crazy, who knows, on something. I mean, he didn't know. And the fact that, I mean, he shot at the cops instantly when he opened it, I mean, if that kid would have opened it, he for sure would have got shot, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. Thank you guys for joining us on our first episode of Scary Stories with Josh and Kim. Um... Hopefully you enjoyed it, and like I said before, let us know if there's anything you would like to um, see us read. Give us a link to a scary story. It can be a story you've told. We are trying to stick to true scary stories. Yes. Um, everything we told here is supposedly true, obviously, but there's not really a way for us to fact check it, but it makes right. it more scary if um, you know, it's supposed to be true. Although, if it is a good, maybe not true one, you know, it still, still might get read, you know. There's like pretty much endless amounts of oh, these yeah. type of stories on the internet, so there's there's a <laughs> lot of content. And we wanted something that we could do that was a little simple and uh, not as time consuming as some of the other things that we do, like the haunted adventures where we actually go places and stuff like that. Um, and uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you know, make sure to like and subscribe the video. You know, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to us so you don't um, miss any future episodes of our podcasts. Um, yep, and I think that's it. That will do it for this episode. Thank you guys very much for listening and watching. Bye.